Welcome to day 353 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt and Katie as we continue to read through the book of Revelation. And obviously, uh, the big temptation for us is there's more in each one of these chapters than we can grasp in a lifetime of biblical scholarship, carefully reading the Old Testament, carefully reading the New Testament, carefully reading uh, the book of Revelation, because this is the summation of the entire biblical story. And, of course, the, the beautiful part of the summation is what we see in the person of Christ and his adequacy for the moment that we find ourselves in, uh, whether we're, we're facing intense persecution or we're living in relatively, uh, relative ease. He is uh, the, the one who was and one who is and the one who is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. But it's far more personal than you know just these big ideas about uh, the eternal nature of God. It's his care for the churches and his care for his people that is so deeply highlighted both in this book and in especially in the letters to the churches. So we continue uh, with the letters to the churches. We have three more churches of, of the seven. And, and, of course, the idea of seven kind of universalizes it. Uh, these are specific churches and these are specific you know, challenges you know, that they faced in the first century. But in each one, uh, there's a reminder that if you have ears, you can hear what the Spirit is saying to these churches uh, as well. And, and we do that. So we start uh, with the church in Sardis. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, your care for the churches. We thank you that uh, you see and that you know and you see strengths that we would count uh, you know, as weaknesses and weaknesses that we would count as strengths. And you call us to yourself to be a reflection of who you are. We thank you for the incredible gift you've given us and the grace to persevere under trial in your presence with us in those trials. And as we read these letters, may they be more than just a curiosity, uh, you know, of a, a, a book that is uh, beyond our grasp in so many different places. May they enlarge our vision of you and may they stir our affections for you. And may we respond to you as you invite uh, us to in each one of these churches. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Revelation chapter 3, to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and Repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I'll never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge uh, that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches." To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are a synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. 
Since you have kept, kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test, to test the inhabitants of the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I'll make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I'll write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church at Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you're neither hot or cold. I wish you were either one or the other. Because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You're saying I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and sap to put on your eyes so that you can see. Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I'll give the right to sit with me on the throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And of course, this is one of the most you know wonderful you know, invitations in Scripture. Here I am, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If anyone hears my voice, I'll come in and eat with them and, and they with me. And what a beautiful picture of, you know, not just uh, you know, simply the presence of the Lord in our life, but the presence of our Lord in, in table fellowship or in a deep symbol of, you know, communion, you know, together with them. And, and so the invitation is, is one of the most intimate you know, in nature it can. Uh, unfortunately, right before that, uh, is a phrase that sometimes we don't memorize when we memorize this. Those whom I love, I discipline. Mm-hmm. So be earnest, you know, about this. Uh, the work, you know, of God, you know, to bring us to, you know, to, you know, to the table. Which, I mean, that, even though we don't memorize that part, what a beautiful part because it's it's him telling them that he loves them. Like, he's saying, I'm rebuking you because of my love for you. And because I see in you what is lacking and what what you need to grow in. So that is, yes, like that's hard to hear, but it's a reminder that he really does love them. And something that I have never caught before, or not caught, but just like it never really hit me until now is just like he says in verse 18 to the church in Laodicea, I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich. They could never afford to buy gold from Jesus. Like that's something that they could never do. And what he's saying is I have, well, what I think he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Here, here it confident. is, the definitive interpretation know, of Revelation. You've been waiting for it for years and it's only it's on this me. podcast. <laughs> From <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Um, but what I think he's saying is, like, I have, I have bought everything that you need by my blood. You know, I have paid the price, and you are, you're not, you are not choosing me. In fact, you're so lukewarm. You can't, you can't even choose to be uh, cold. Like you, and so I want, like, I have paid that price for you, yeah. and um, you could never earn it. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of. What no, there, there, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But there's also that little phrase that's tucked in there 
uh, buy from me gold refined by fire. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, that that is the heart of the book of Revelation that uh, uh, the church is going through persecution and uh, time of testing. And uh, there's some that have will have little strength in the middle of this, but keep hanging on by the grace, you know, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, And so the true riches are those, you know, that are are born out and knowing Christ, uh, you know, not just simply in, in, in our times of joy, but in our times of suffering and persecution and for, for these believers, you know, very, in a very intense, you know, persecution. Yeah. I, I love to his message to the church, um, in Sardis where he says, you have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, mm-hmm. you know, and just how self-deceive, mm-hmm. self-deceiving our reputations can be, you know, that we, we can, I, I mean, part of it is self-awareness, but at the same time, just, you know, having this reputation that, you know, we're alive, we're following Christ, and, and maybe it's a self-designated re- reputation. But, you know, in this case, it seems to be that, man, everyone looks at this church mm-hmm. and, and they see a church that appears to love the Lord, but he says, I know your deeds. Mm-hmm. You know, I know your heart. You have this reputation of being alive, but you're dead, but wake up. You know, and just that call to to self evaluation, self awareness, and and knowing that the the Father and you know Jesus knows us better than we know ourselves, and He mm-hmm. also sees past the the pretense and the reputation. Mm, far that better. We also lean yeah. upon at times. Yeah. You know, and draws us back to Himself. But but I love that. I mean, you know, remember therefore what you received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. Well, what did they receive in here? It was the gospel, and and again that that driving them back to you know yeah. gospel centered living. Uh, yeah. And, and, and of course, they receive the very life of Christ. Yeah. Uh, where you know David could say in the Old Testament, "Your word to me is more precious, uh, you know, than much fine gold, sweeter than also than honey, you know, the honeycomb." And of course, the embodiment of the word is Christ Jesus, which we've received, uh, you know, through you know through response to the gospel, the true riches, you know, that uh, Katie was talking about, you know, a little while ago. And uh, it's a you know, it's a fascinating you know a wonderful gift that we have and we need to rely on, and, and of course you're talking about you know two things you know one is self awareness and the other is is the idea of reputation, mm-hmm. and reputation self awareness you know has to do with how we see ourselves reputation has to do with how we want others to see us, yeah. and uh, we we can be deceived in both of those and so a lot mm-hmm. of times that's part of why we add you know to our. Uh, you know, worship rhythms, you know, here at Christ Church, you know, a, a moment of confession. And sometimes our confession is, you know, search me, oh Lord, and and know my heart. And uh, test me, know, know what makes me anxious, know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And of course, it's a very necessary part of our discipleship that uh, we, we don't see ourselves as, uh, you know, as we see ourselves or we don't see ourselves the way others see us but we see ourselves the way that god sees us mm-hmm. and we respond you know to both his nurture and, and to his you know correction in, yeah in the middle of all that yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um i think that's why we need to hold the word of god up as a, it's a mirror right it's it's a way for the lord to show us ourselves our, our true selves and um I, I love the, just before we've run out of time, like the contrast, what you, you mentioned, Matt, just like the church in Sardis, they have a reputation of being strong and yet he's calling them to wake up and strengthen what's weak because they're actually really weak. And then this church in Philadelphia is from all outward appearances is weak. They are, they, they have struggled because they've been through a lot and yet he has, I don't, I didn't catch anything 
critical that he said to them? Did y'all, I mean, is there something critical in there? So he was so deeply encouraging to them and maybe even encouraged by them and their faith and their holding on to, to him and, and enduring. And so, but he says that they, they are weak, but it, in our weakness, Paul says that we are strong. We get yeah. to see his strength come through. I think that's what this church is experiencing. And so, would and we, of course, you have the church that's experiencing the most intense persecution huh. uh, in that. And, and a lot of times we, uh, we, we actually thrive better under persecution than we do under the good times Forces. because we, yeah. we tend to look to ourselves, you know, when things are going well for us and, and we get desperate when, you know, when things are not and desperate is the place, you know, that we need to be. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, when you're looking at descriptions, you know, um, you know, description of the church in Laodicea, you say I'm rich and I've required, you know, wealth and do not need a thing. And of course, it's the worst place we can possibly be in. You do not realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and, and naked. And, um, you know, and, and of course, that's not the note, you know, that we really you know, want to end on, but we do want to end, you know, on a note, you know, of desperation. Father, thank you for who you are. We thank you that if anyone's thirsty, they uh, can come to you and drink. If anyone is hungry, uh, they can receive you in the, in the words, you know, of revelation. Uh, bread without, you know, by bread without, uh, without money, that we can be nourished by you. We thank you for every provision you've made for us, you know, in our salvation. You've blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms. And there are many of those blessings that we, we cannot name, we cannot enumerate, and we cannot even appreciate, but we are deeply rich in you because we have found ourselves in you through the grace of the gospel. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.